0: Chapter 32, Satagira The whole night through I remained on the terrace, the unresisting prey of passions hitherto unknown to me, but which were now unchained, and which made sport with my heart as the whirlwind flurries the leaf. My Karmanita was still alive. In his distant homeland he must have heard of my marriage, for otherwise he would have come long ago. How faithless, or how pitilessly weak, I must appear in his eyes. And for this degradation of mine, Satagira was alone to blame. My hatred for him grew more deadly with every passing minute, and deeply did I feel the truth of Angulimala's words that, if I had been a man, I would assuredly have killed him. Then the prospect that Angulimala had so unexpectedly opened up to me presented itself, that, if I were free, I could marry my beloved.' At the thought my whole being became so wildly excited that I felt as if my blood would rend my breast and burst my temples. Incapable of holding myself upright, I was not even able to totter to the bench, but sank down on the marble tiles, and my senses left me. Eventually, the coolness of the morning dew brought me back to my unhappy existence, together with its terrible questions. Was it true that I wished to band myself together with a robber and a thousandfold murderer? "'in order to get the man out of the way "'who had once led me round the nuptial fire? "'As yet, however, I had not the least knowledge "'of when my husband was to leave. "'And how was I to ascertain the time of his departure "'or the exact route he intended to take "'if he had made secret of these? "'It is not difficult for a beautiful woman "'to draw a secret from her husband. "'These words of the robber still rang in my ears "'and made plain to me the lowness of such a course of action.' Never would I be able to make up my mind to inveigle myself into his confidence by such tenderness, in order to then betray him to his arch-enemy. But if because I felt this so clearly, so did it also become clear to me that it was really only the idea of the treacherous and hypocritical worming out of his secret that I deeply loathed. Had I already been in possession of it? Had I known where to go in order to find a tablet on which it all stood written, I should certainly have furnished Angulimala with the fatal information. When this became plain to me, I trembled with horror, as though I were already guilty of Satagira's death. I thanked fate that there was no possibility of getting this information, for, even if I had been able to learn at what hour they were to start, still only Satagira himself, and at the most perhaps one confident, would know what roads and paths had been decided upon. I saw the rising sun gild the towers and cupolas of Cosmby, as I had seen this ravishing spectacle so many times from the terrace of the Sorrowless, but with what quite different feelings than when I spent the blessed night hours there with you. Unhappy as never before, weary and miserable as though I had in this one night, aged by decades, I took myself back to my quarters. In order to reach my rooms, I was obliged to go through a long gallery, opening off which were several chambers with latticed windows. "'As I passed one of these, I heard voices. "'One of them, that of my husband, was just then raised. "'Good. We start to-night, an hour after midnight.' "'I had stopped involuntarily. "'So, I knew the hour. "'But the road? "'A flush of shame suffused my face "'for having played the eavesdropper. "'Fly, fly!' a voice made itself heard within me. "'There is still time!' "'But I stood as if rooted to the spot.' Satagira, however, said nothing further. He may have heard my footsteps and their stopping at the door, for the latter was suddenly torn open. My husband stood before me. I I heard your voice in passing, I said, with quick resolution, and thought of asking whether I should bring you some refreshments, as you have business so early. Then I feared to disturb you, and was about to pass on. Satagira looked at me without suspicion, and even with great friendliness. Thank you, he said. I need no refreshments, but you in no way disturb me. On the contrary, I was about to send for you, and only feared that you had not yet risen. You can, just at this moment, be of the greatest service to me. He invited me to enter the room, which I did in a state of great astonishment, very curious to know what the service might be which he desired from me, just at this moment when a deadly purpose against him filled my whole being.' A man whom I recognised as the master of Satagira's horses and his most trusted follower was sitting on a low bench. He rose as I entered and bowed. Satagira invited me to sit down beside himself, signed to the officer to be seated again, and then turned to me. The matter is this, dear Varsity. I am obliged, as soon as possible, to undertake a journey in order to settle a village quarrel in the province to the east. Now for several weeks robbers have been active in the wooded region east of Kosambi, and as a matter of fact very near to the town. Indeed, a foolish tale has even arisen that their leader is none other than Angulimala, people having the unheard of effrontery to assert that Angulimala had, on the last occasion, escaped from prison, and that I had, in the place of his head, stuck up another one very like it over the gate. Of course we can afford to laugh at all such fantastic stories, but nevertheless, "'This robber does not seem to stand much behind the famous Angulimala in point of audacity, "'and, if he really gives himself out to be the latter in order to gain a large following "'by use of his renowned name, "'his intention assuredly is to perform some particularly brilliant and deadly feat. "'For that reason, a certain amount of prudence is, under all circumstances, advisable. "'A small table, inlaid with precious stones, stood beside him, and on it a silk handkerchief. "'He took the handkerchief up and mopped his forehead.' observing as he did so that the day was very hot in spite of the early hour. I perceived, of course, that it was fear of Angulimala which had caused the perspiration to flow from his every pore. Instead of awakening my compassion, however, the sight only filled me with contempt for him. I saw that he was no hero, a fact that now had been made doubly clear by his deception of me and the cowardly subterfuge he had employed in taking Angulimala prisoner. Now, however, "'My husband went on. "'I cannot well arrive in these villages with a whole army. "'Indeed, I should not like to take more than thirty mounted men "'with me on this journey. "'So, all the more, are prudence and diplomatic stratagem essential. "'I have just been discussing this with my faithful Panduka, "'and he has made a good suggestion, of which I will also inform you, "'in order that you need not be in too great a state of anxiety "'on my account during these days.' "'I murmured something that was intended to signify gratitude "'for this consideration.' Panduka will, therefore, he went on, make all necessary preparations, and, with a great deal of ostentation, pretend as though I intended to make an expedition early to-morrow to the east with a fairly large body of troops to capture the robbers. If these, then, have their accomplices here in town who keep them informed of what goes on, they are certain to be deceived by it. In the meantime, I shall start with my thirty riders an hour after midnight, and, going out of the southern gate, shall take my way in a wide sweep through the hilly land to the south-east." "'yet, even so, I should like to avoid the main roads "'until I have left Cosenby several miles behind. "'Now just in this neighbourhood lies your father's summer residence, "'and there you know every road and path from your childhood. "'You will be able, then, I imagine, to help me greatly in this matter.' "'I was at once ready to do so, "'and while I described everything to him in detail, "'I had a drawing-board brought, "'and drew upon it an exact map of the neighbourhood of our country house, "'with crosses at the places which he must especially note.' but chiefly did I recommend to him a certain path which led through a ravine. This ravine narrowed gradually until, finally, for a short distance, even two men could not ride through it abreast. On the other hand, however, the path was so little known that, even if the robbers should suspect him of making such a detour, not one of them would ever think of looking for him there. In this ravine, however, I had, as an innocent child, played with my brothers as well as with Medini and our tenants' children. Santagira noticed that the hand with which I drew on the board trembled, and he asked me if I were feverish. I answered that it was only a little tiredness after a sleepless night, but he took my hand, and found to his apprehension that it was cold and damp, and when I wished to withdraw it with the remark that it signified nothing, he continued to hold it in his own, while he exhorted me to be prudent and to take care of myself. In his look and voice, I observed, with unspeakable resentment and even with horror, "'something of the admiring tenderness of those days "'when he had sued for my hand in vain. "'I hastened to say that I really did not feel very well "'and intended to take myself at once to bed. "'But Satagira followed me out onto the gallery, "'and there, where we were alone, he began to excuse himself. "'He had, it was true, neglected me for a long time for the mother of his son, "'but after his return things would be different. "'It would no longer be necessary for me to spend the nights alone on the terrace.' He showed a tenderness that seemed to have arisen from the grave of a long-forgotten youthful love, a love which I was forced to recognise had, with a certain stubborn fidelity, once existed only for me. But although this could not fail to incline my heart somewhat in his favour, so that for a moment I wavered in my purpose, his parting words, which were uttered with a honeyed smile and such a loathsome familiarity, were of such a nature to destroy this inclination again, for they reminded me of rites of intimacy which had been filched from me, by his vile and cowardly treachery.